You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. Andy Lynch, Connections Pastor with you, along with Derek Hughes, our video and audio extraordinaire. I never know your title, Derek. What is your title? Uh, I think it's video producer, Okay, but that doesn't cover any audio and podcast related needs. So thank you for doing more. Yes. <laughs> Brett Cadwell also with us, our executive pastor. We are coming off just a wonderful three days down in Southern Indiana. We had our staff retreat and it's at the retreat center uh, that is uh, run by Southeast Christian Church in just a beautiful setting on a frozen pond where I thought about going in, but I would have literally gone in because it wasn't that frozen. Um, and just enjoying time with one another, uh, time with God. And we had our ministry partners from Northern Ireland, Aaron and Tana Molesky, uh, long times Kingsway folks. Aaron was our youth pastor several decades ago, maybe not several decades, several years. And just great to have them over from Northern Ireland and ministering to us in, in just a wonderful time. So we want to kind of pull back the curtain, let you know some of the things that we enjoyed and got from God and perhaps pass those along to you as well. So Brett, you were really the one that, that helped organize it along with Christina and Lauren. I know there were several others. I guess looking back, is this what you wanted to, to get out of it? Just that big picture concept? Yeah, I, I did not have this like checkbox that we had you know god if this is a success you have uh, this has to be accomplished which is a little bit odd for me um and but uh i just knew about probably six or nine months ago in the planning process i just knew that i, I felt like our staff needed to hear from somebody other than who they hear from all the time and not that that's bad that whether it be matt or me or someone else on our team uh, it just needed to be somebody else. And so I started praying about that, who that was. And I didn't pray very long, honestly. And Aaron and Tana came to mind. Some of the things that we've experienced together, I've been to Ireland twice with them. And and really our relationship goes way back. I knew Aaron uh, and Tana in high school. They're a little bit older than me, but um, – and I remind them of that often. And so, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and so, but it's kind of grown into this beautiful relationship. Shelby, my wife and Tana are really pretty close. And, uh, and so I just started to think about what they brought mixed with what I felt like, uh, I, I felt like our staff needed. And we threw a lot of feedback from our staff and from past retreats, you know, we spent some retreats just doing, some pretty significant like strategy and that sort of thing. And it just felt like our staff needed rest and to be with Jesus. And, uh, yeah, I felt like that's what we did. And Jesus showed up in an awesome, awesome way. Derek, what were your expectations going down there in the midst of a very busy season? Vision night's coming up. I know you've got that to prepare for. We're doing these videos uh, that'll start in February for you. Exodus devotionals, uh, daily videos. So we can walk through Exodus together as a church. Were, were you thinking, oh no, three more days when I, I could be using that for work? I mean, definitely the first night, uh, I had really a hard time not planning ahead of what needed to come next down the road. And so during our first session, like I kept feeling my mind just go and go and go and go and not as much present as I wanted to be. But that was just kind of where my mind was at at that time. And when I got home, I asked my wife asked me what the 
retreat was like? Was it work? What was it? I, in my mind, the first thing that came to mind was it was more of a respite. Mm, yeah. Um, less work-related stuff, but just more taking time to maybe unwind, relax, just be with the staff, be with our friends, uh, and just learn a bit, a little bit more about who Jesus and God is and the scope of what they're capable of. I feel like sometimes we forget that. Yeah. And that was kind of the, the overarching big word that stuck with me was respite. I saw Bobby Williams today, one of our elders. Uh, he's in my life group as well. He and I went to Northern Ireland together, and he, he said, oh, I was so excited that you guys, you guys got to do that. You guys got to, to be with Taryn, or Taryn and Anna, <laughs> Tana and Aaron, and, uh, and just be with them. Because he said, isn't that a gift that they have to usher you into the presence of God? And I thought that was so well stated, that they just do so well to create an atmosphere where we can be still and we can listen. And really, for me, that first night, it was stepping back into Northern Ireland where I didn't have anything else to think about, no objectives. I'm going a mile a minute normally, and, and I could just be in the presence of God and worship and, uh, and be still and just feel that peace. And uh, I, that was probably one of my biggest takeaways, but, but just being able to step into that. We can do it anywhere. There's nothing special about Northern Ireland, although I, I highly recommend you take that outreach trip to Northern Ireland. It's so good. But... There's nothing special about a place. When we're with the Lord, He can be anywhere. And, and they just did such a great job recreating that for us uh, all throughout the, the week. Yeah, to that point, Andy, uh, I mean, this is something you guys wouldn't have known was happening behind the scenes. But, you know, we had, uh, we had planned for all, all of our staff to come. There were some part-time uh, staff that couldn't, that couldn't attend. But then, you know, the days leading up, we had – uh, some, you know, sickness in families that led to some people not being able to be there. And so I, uh, I, it was heavy in my heart, um, all Monday and Monday night. And I was, you know, really the one that was texting with all of them and trying to figure out if it was going to work or not. And then when it, when it wasn't going to work, you know, honestly consoling them, they, it's not like they, they want, they all wanted to be there. And, uh, and one of the things that I felt like God just led me to say to them uh, between Monday night and through the day Tuesday was that exactly what you just said. Jesus is not confined to Ireland, and Jesus is not confined to a country like Retreat Center. And wherever they were for those three days, know that our staff was praying for them and that, that I was just praying that they would have – a moment with Jesus, it might look different. It might, you know, and so I actually just walked from Kyle Krober's office, our outreach pastor, who was one of the the individuals that couldn't go, and um, him and Lyndon were uh, were at home, and it was just uh, incredible that he shared with me that at around 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning, which was the beginning of one of our worship sessions and, and just times together with Aaron and Tana, that um, uh, Lyndon called him and was just uh, uh, I, don't, I don't I don't really have permission to share any of this, but I don't think they'll care. <laughs> but uh, but the Lyndon was just you know really in 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 tears and in awe of who God is and just kind of like implored Kyle like we just have to pray for our staff like and we have to um, just ask God to to usher in whatever He's going to do down there mm-hmm. and. It was just incredible to me that, because um, honestly, if I'm if I'm real, if I'm if I'm one of those guys that didn't get to go, I'm probably in a really really selfish state of mind. Right. Um, 
you know, and for them, you know, or just feeling sorry for myself or what I'm missing out on or whatever. And for them, um, and really every single person that I was texting with that, that couldn't attend, they were just, um, incredibly overwhelmingly, um, encouraging and letting us know that, Hey, even though we can't be there, we're praying for you all. And, Mm -hmm. and just to see Jesus show up in such a mighty way, was just really cool. And then knowing all of that was kind of happening behind the scenes is, just blows my mind, continues to blow my mind. What did you learn about Jesus? What did he speak to you, Derek, during that two and a half days? During our last session on Wednesday, uh, I was pulled up the, the Bible app. As, I think we were still singing at that time, maybe. And one of the last verses that I read before there, and it's right after Jesus get baptized, and I, uh, it's mentioned a couple different times, but it ends with, this is my son with who I'm well pleased and it's something I, I'm going I'm to try to not tear up so much, but it's something I've tried to say to my son a lot is, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you. And I ask him, do you know why I'm proud of you? Because you're my son. Mm-hmm. And that's all Jesus needed to do to please his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like that, it's kind of special for me because it's something in the last month or two I've been trying to say more to my, my son and then just happened to be in the last five minutes of our last session, I was scrolling for a verse and I was just kind of reading. And that was the last verse that I read. Wow. So powerful how God meets us in those moments. Um, for, for me, it was, and I shared this with, with the staff, the, just the kindness of God. I, I never, I don't know if I ever got, and looking back at my childhood, a lot of it's that. My parents weren't necessarily kind people. They, they were they were loving Um they, they certainly loved me, but I, I didn't see their kindness. And thinking of God as my father, uh, not being, you know, I just didn't, didn't connect that. And Matt many times has referenced Romans 2, uh, I think it's verse 4, and it talks about the kindness of God leads us to repentance. And it's not, it's, so, so basically it's not his chastisement, it's not his condemnation, it's his kindness. And because he's so kind and so loving and so good to us, we want to change our lives. We want to repent and go, instead of going away from him, come back to him. And, and so that, that verse was kind of ringing in my head a little bit. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, God reminded me that kindness is a fruit of the spirit. <laughs> and and uh, at first, like I had this argument with him. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Kindness isn't in there. And I pulled it up and sure enough, it's right there in the middle. And somehow I'll recite all those. And, and I probably say it sometimes, but sometimes I think I just skip right over it. And I don't think of God as being kind. And in our wor- world that's so broken uh, and where kindness is at a premium, uh, I just felt his kindness all weekend long. And, and, when we feel someone's kindness, then we are more kind towards others. And that, that really impacted me. Brett, what was something that, that stuck out to you that God was teaching you? Well, I went in and uh, obviously we had you know agreed to bring in Aaron and Tana, and I didn't realize um, how much God was going to require of my voice. I really thought I would be sitting in the background um, and Aaron and Tana kept asking me to speak. <laughs> um, and uh, and I had, you know, usually I'm a, I'm a guy that has the bullets, has the things thought out. I've gone to God before those moments. And I just kept coming up with really, honestly, walking up in front of our staff with no idea of what was a, what Jesus was about to say through me. And um, 
And I just felt like God kept showing up. And, and one of the ways he did that was really through uh, Matthew 11. And uh, it was kind of a, I mean, I kind of want to go there because it was where we spent a lot of our time talking about. And so, you know, for most of us, we probably read the New Living Translation that says, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the, the burden I give you is light. But we were, and especially Aaron brought us to the message translation that says that same thing this way. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm. And then this line wrecked me on Monday night. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And so the whole idea of ill-fitting... you know, really kind of to build off of what Derek just said, you know, God God doesn't put you in a place either as a husband or a wife or a father or a mother or an aunt or uncle or whatever you do for a living. Like he's put you there and he will not put any burden that is ill-fitting on you. So that what that means is you are created to do and carry out what God has given to you. So if you have a, you know, two kiddos at home, like God has made you the father or mother that they need and he will equip you. He's not going to do that and not equip you. Um, And then at the same time, you know, that last line, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm -hmm. That is what I have seen from, from the eyes of every one of our staff. Like as they come back, there is this weight that is lifted, and and few people probably understand that. I and mean, we can talk about it as staff. When you're not a staff person of a church, like I don't say that to exclude anyone. It just there's a weight that's different. There's a weight that's put on you that's different. Sometimes that's put on you by yourself. Sometimes that's put on you by others. But uh, I think Jesus truly wants to remove wants to just constantly knock that weight off of our shoulders and to remind us to lift our shoulders back up and remind us to keep our eyes on him and to lead from a place that is free and light because people get the best of us when we are free and light. So so true. Uh, th- that word presence kept coming up to me as well, and you, and you said it there in the message translation that, you know, walk with me, do it with me, let me show you how just being in God's presence and, and we're so busy uh, that we don't slow down a lot. And, and so I encourage folks at home, you, you might not get a chance to go on a, a three day retreat with your work that focuses on Jesus. I mean, we are so blessed that we get that opportunity to do it. Guys, you do have a chance to, to do something similar with men's retreat coming up February 18th and 19th. And I highly encourage it. But what one practice that I'm going to try and start instituting uh, daily is just taking 15 minutes a few times a day and just being still and, and allowing God to, 
You know, if he wants to move my mind and move my heart somewhere, he's going to do it. If not, and I'm just getting 15 minutes of stillness, which I need to, to have that margin and to, to calm down. But it's amazing what happens when we, we're just still and we don't allow our mind to wander on the things of this world, but we allow them to, to focus on Jesus I and mean, just to look, uh, imagine him uh, being happy with us, being joyful, uh, like Derek said, being a, a proud father that's just proud of us because we're his. And so I encourage you at home to do that as well, to take some time just during your day and sit in stillness. Uh, it's been a powerful discipline over the years for fathers and forefathers in our Christian faith. And uh, I don't think we, we have any idea what we're missing until we get a chance to do it. Guys, any last thoughts here as we wrap up thinking about the treaty and encouragements uh, you have for, for our folks? I think for me, one the biggest... A big revelation was, I think it gelled our staff more than we probably ever have. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like we've been vulnerable as a staff amongst each other before, but it just felt like this trip allowed people to actually be vulnerable and feel safe and comfortable inside of the staff or the church to, to, to be vulnerable and share their, their highs and their lows and their struggles and their, their victories. And uh, I don't know if we've, have fully gotten that far yet, yet as a staff. And so I think that was really, really special. Yeah, I totally saw that. I would say for me, if I was sitting at home and listening to this podcast and I was not on the staff of a church, like what would be going through my head? And I, I would, I would, my encouragement to that person would be this, that, I mean, in the same way uh, that we just talked about, Jesus is not limited to a retreat center, he is not any more present or available to any person on our staff than he is to any person in our church. And, mm -hmm. um, and that is just a powerful, powerful mm. truth that we don't, there's no 1-800 number. Um, <laughs> it's not like we have that in our wallet and no one else does. Like it's, it really is about um, just truly understanding that if we're going to passionately pursue Jesus, it starts from understanding that it's because we've been passionately pursued mm -hmm. by Jesus from the day that we were born and from the day that there were hairs on our, on our head and he knew how many there were. Um, and he's, he's loved us the same yesterday, today, and forever, and just accepting that and, and what it truly means when you, when you fully begin to even grasp that. Powerful, powerful word. If we can be of help in any way in helping connect you to Jesus and passionately pursue him as he passionately pursues you, reach out to us, alinch at kingswaychurch.org. Thanks for joining us for a step further. <laughs>